Hey, Christy. Hey, Edith. Christy, what do you call Santa's helpers? What? Subordinate clauses. <laughs> <laughs> For our English teachers. Nice. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? A little old lady. A little old lady who? I didn't know you could yodel. (laughs) (laughs) A little old lady who? Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Edith. We're backyard gardeners from Colorado. And neighbors. And friends. These days, gardening has gotten very popular. And we've noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips, a fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down Tulips. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, Edith. Hi, Christy. Don't you love our Christmas music for our new intro? I love it. Yeah, it's so good. It's professional, unlike us. Yeah, that's Denise Gentilini who wrote that. Yeah. We just happened to be hanging out with her via Zoom, and I kind of just mentioned, hey, wouldn't it be kind of fun if we had some special holiday music? And she kind of says, yeah, that would be a good idea. And then the next day she sent that. Isn't she amazing? She is like our own personal Santa Claus. Yeah, how she added in the bells yeah. and the jingles and then the little themes of other Christmas carols. It's just Love so, it. it's so great. I was, yeah, I, I really, really like it. Yeah. Boy, it's been cold out. Yes, very, very cold today. Oh, yeah. There's still snow on the ground everywhere in my backyard where there's no sun, where there's shade. From. Uh-huh. There's all the snow. I've been trying to get out to do some walks, and I haven't been able to because it's been too cold. Yeah, it's been really cold. I even wore hard pants today. Hard pants? Yeah. (gasps) Oh, oh. Normally, because of COVID, I've just been wearing a lot of yoga pants and leggings. Yeah. But I put on real jeans today because it was cold. I'm just glad you're wearing pants since we're doing a podcast. So, (laughs) you look great. And yet, you are not wearing pants. You weren't supposed to tell people. (laughs) Why would you even? That's happening, but... Uh, do you still have any uh, leftovers from Thanksgiving? You eat them all. I do have a tiny bit. I've made them last for about a week. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, they're my favorite. I made so much out of that bird. Have you made a soup yet? I made soup. I made turkey sliders. I made chowder. I made tetrazzini. You, wait, you made chowder? Yeah. Turkey chowder? Yeah, it's a turkey wild rice chowder. Oh, wow, that sounds good. you have corn in it, too? Actually, no corn. It has mushrooms and red pepper. Is it delicious? It's really good. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah, no, it's it one of my really favorite good. things to make. Mm. I also made a turkey tetrazzini, and I made an egg casserole with, with leftover stuffing Ooh. for breakfast. Oh. oh, it's like a savory French toast. It's really good. Oh, wow. That's, that's very forward-thinking of you. <laughs> Oh, and you know what? I was going to tell you this, too, is that you know how we've been on this theme about calling animals and birds what we call groupings of them? Yes, yes, yes. And in our Thanksgiving episode, we talked about what is a group of turkeys. Uh-huh. Do you remember what it is? A gobble or a gaggle? No, a gaggle is geese. A gobble, a, a, a no. gobble works, or a rafter. A rafter, a rafter, yeah. Turkeys. Yeah. Well, Chris from Denver wrote in, and he had another suggestion. What is it? 
He said, I think a group of turkeys should be a Senate. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh my God, that's so good. Oh, that's really we good. We have to remember that for next Thanksgiving, huh? Yes. And to follow, Chris, Chris, Christy, what do priests and Christmas trees have in common? What? Their balls are ornamental. <laughs> My, the visions, what's happening in my brain right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> um, and you know also how when we had our tool episode, we were talking about our favorite tools. Yes, yes. And tools as in things you hold, not people that we are not fond of. Correct. For new Good listeners point. today. We forgot to welcome people whose today is their first time listening. Oh, so welcome, first-timers. Hi, first-timers. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Tools. We're on tools. Um, and I and we talked about how the one tool that we didn't really care for was perhaps a bulb planter. I remember that. Bulba, not bulb. Bulba planter, right? Bulb. Bulb. That's a hard word to say, man. Bulb. Bulb. Planter. Bulb planter. Yep. Uh-huh. Because it just has one use. Yes. And for me, it never really worked that well anyways. Well, I just want to tell everybody that our friend John um, says that he disagrees with us. He does? He said um, that he has planted 60 bulbs with his handy bulb planter, and we need to give that miracle contraption a second chance. You know what? I think that I will. Everything and everyone deserves a second chance. So 60, he, 60 bulbs. That's a lot of bulbs. Right. He said it's 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 earned. It's $4.99 three times over. Oh, that's great. So I challenge folks out there to give us another use for a bulb planter. Okay. I don't have one. I don't have one either. <laughs> a cookie cutter? I, that's all I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. So if anybody has another use... Yeah. A real use for a bulb Oh, a planter. real one. Oh, I didn't know you meant a real one. Okay. Okay. I was just yeah. making it like a little joke. Okay. Well, I suppose in theory you could cut you cookies could, out of it. You could. You could. have a nice little ridgy edge, you know, right? Right. Yeah, you could as long as you cleaned it really well. Or not. Yeah. Or not. You know, if you're trying <laughs> right. to, you know, empower your immune system by, <laughs> right. by germs and not being so clean, which is my personal theory. Well, before we talk about uh, garden updates, I just want to let people know also that we're doing today is we're going to talk about gifts, gifts from the garden, uh-huh. gifts for the gardener. Gifts you can send us that we would love. Gifts. That's right. This is our <laughs> Christmas list for people. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not really. We appreciate you guys. Okay. <laughs> the things that you can send us. So my family better be paying attention, close attention to this episode. And um, we're also, we're in the planning stages of a Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, that's going to be a good one. I cannot wait. And and a New Year's episode. Okay. And for our New Year's episode, we're going to reveal our our 2020 top favorite gardening mistakes of the year Uh and our top favorite celebrations and victories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like it comes full circle because that was our very first episode. Yes. Yeah. And I've learned, actually, I've learned a lot, you know, from researching for this podcast, from you, 
from our listeners that write in. I have oh, worked things yeah. so much. Yeah, so and still made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, me too. so I'm yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to break kind of trim it down to just my top five. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll be helpful to each other. So that that's really exciting. I never thought we'd have so much to talk about in the garden in December, huh? No, I didn't. I didn't either. I never thought we'd have anything to talk about like past two weeks. So. <laughs> It's all big shock to me. <laughs> it's true because when we get here, you're like, I don't think we have enough to talk about. And then I next say thing that you know, every, every time. I say that every single time. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Any other uh, other general updates, Edith? Before we do our garden updates, I do. I do. Remember uh, our GMO episode with yes. the GMO? Okay, so I actually got an email from that, and this is someone we both know who does not want to be identified. Okay, and she says. I listened to the GMO episode and wanted to reach out to say Roundup killed my dad. Oh my goodness. So you aren't wrong. Using it has killed just regular people. He was in Texas. Men in Texas care a lot about their lawns. He won some lawn of the month awards. It was a nice lawn, but it killed him literally. And we are so sorry. Oh my gosh. That just like set me back in my chair. I'm sorry. Uh, We'll make up jokes later, but um, yeah, so... We know somebody. Yeah. It's not this far, far off mm-hmm. thing. Oh. And the other thing, remember I was saying that uh, n- you cannot buy a, a GMO seed, but all the, the packets are certified non-GMO. I found out yeah. what that was all about. Oh, really? I wrote to Botanical Interest Seed Company. I love them. They're up, Did you know they're in Broomfield? Yes. They're local. I That's the, the seed catalog I got a couple months ago. It's the most gorgeous seed catalog. Well, she wrote me back. And she oh, says, that nice? such nice people, Dear Edith, thank you for contacting Botanical Interests. All of our seeds are verified by the non-GMO project, a third-party verification project, by their rigorous standards. They test seed for the presence of GMO genes that can contaminate because they can travel two miles transferring pollen. A bee can go two miles. Oh my goodness. So that's what it is. They have someone verified just in case they got contaminated. Uh Uh-huh. The error rate is 0.25%. So it's a quarter of 1%. And listen to this last thing she says. We do not have association with Monsanto seed. They do patent seeds that we then have to discontinue those varieties if they were the ones we carried. Get how out. about that? Yeah, how about that? And she told that to me without me like really even saying anything. They're a great company. Monsanto? Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> No, you have to say our sponsor honey. Roundup is coming up next, right? <laughs> Lord, please. No. More segues, please. <laughs> okay. Um so we have is it time for garden update? Yes. It's time for garden update. Update. This is the time when Christian E to tell you all the exciting things that are happening about their garden. Let's go. I made two bags of leaf mold. And that was Edith's update. <laughs> update. <laughs> Should I say what leaf mold is? Yes. I just will remind people. I just raked all my leaves in big piles. I put them in a plastic bag. I wet them and I stuck them in a shed. And I will leave them there for at least nine months. And it sure turned into beautiful stuff for my compost. It's like the stuff you pull out of your gutters. 
Yes, that's the best stuff. It's good stuff. Yep. So that's all. And what about you? I tried to harvest carrots. In this cold, was the ground frozen? I had this great plan that for Thanksgiving dinner, I was going to harvest my little finger carrots Uh that I had grown. The first time I had grown carrots in 10 years, this great little variety from Botanical Interests, by Uh the way. Uh Uh-huh. And we got six inches of snow the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. that's right. And I thought, should I go out there in the snow and dig up the carrots? Did you decide no? I can, from the tone of your voice, I'm assuming you decided no. We had green beans (laughs) from the grocery store. (laughs) Well, you should know. Did you get any green beans? Did you get any carrots in your Thanksgiving plate? No, I didn't. Of which you've said nothing about, by the way, since we started the podcast. I kind of gave you a little hint in the beginning. You did? Did I miss it? I said, did you have any Thanksgiving leftovers? Oh my God, I'm doused in shame. (laughs) Not not, Not for not wearing pants, but for not mentioning to everybody. Christy came over in the cold and brought me a Thanksgiving meal that was unbelievable. Christy, unbelievable. Oh, good. But you did say very nice things in a text about it, too. Of course I did. did. Yeah, you're very sweet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Apparently not sweet enough. Yeah. Well, that's our garden update. Okay. Carrots and leaf mold. You got it. Ta-da. Ta-da. And folks, if you ever hear words or terms that you're not familiar with in our extensive garden updates... And you want a good laugh, just check out the Upside Down Dictionary on our website. And if you ever want to see pictures of our gardens, um, gardening jokes, some of our inspirations, just visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Ho, ho, ho there. (laughs) It's a bit early, isn't it, Santa? Santa, have you been taking steroids? You're not Santa. You're the jolly green giant. Like, like on the canned and frozen vegetables at the store. At the store? But not in your house. No. I've been growing and freezing my own vegetables, so I've stopped buying the... No, no, no. Shh. It's the middle of the night. You're so loud. No! And now you're louder. Well, that's just rude. Look, please calm down. I have a garden now. I can't go back to buying food that I can easily grow. And it's organic. I even make my own baby food. Don't leave mad. You want a cup of Calm Tom's high tea? What are you doing? You're stomping my garden. Stop stomping. That's not very jolly. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, oh. Oh, what a terrible dream. It was just a pandemic dream, wasn't it? Oh, good. There it is. There's my garden. Undamaged. No matter how tough things get, how bad things look, you can always grow something. In your house, in your yard, in a community garden. Grow something. It's an antidote to 2020. So the garden gives us 
many gifts. Yes, it does. And we can make gifts from the gifts from the garden. We can make gifts from the gifts of the garden. Oh, the garden gives us gifts and we make gifts. Aw, that's nice. Gifts from the garden gifts. Yes, yes. Christy, Edith, what do you call Santa on the beach? Oh my god, I'm afraid to ask because the last one. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. What? Sandy Claus. Oh, nice. Okay. That's good. nice. Okay, that was okay. lovely. Okay, back to gifts from the garden. <laughs> All right. So, the first gift from the garden I want to talk about is one of the easiest things that a gardener can do, and that's just make a herb mixture and give it away. You. You mean a dried herb mixture? Uh-huh. So you dry the herbs, yeah. I actually remember you gave me you gave me some some years ago. Remember? You gave me sage and you gave me was it Greek sa- Mexican sage and regular sage? Yeah, you can just dry things up. What I'm giving away this year is called Herbs de Provence. Ah. And this is a mixture of dried herbs that's considered typical of the Provence region Which, of southeastern France. France. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't want them to think you yeah. were mispronouncing the word, you know, province or providence. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Traditionally, herbs de Provence is made with savory, marjoram, rosemary, thyme, and oregano. It also, my version also includes lavender, parsley, tarragon, and fennel seeds. It's all in there? All of You put lavender in there too? All of which this year I grew in my garden. Mm-hmm. This was made popular in the United States in the 1970s by the great, wonderful Julia Child. Oh, because she went to France and, and took cooking, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, if you wanted to buy a container of it, it'll cost you eight bucks. Wow. I made this for just a couple of bucks of seeds. I made 10 jars of it. So how do you dry it? Do you put it in the oven on low or do you hang it or? I just put it on trays in my attic. Ah, oh, very good, very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I reuse the, the jars. So this is recycling old spice jars when you're done with a spice jar. Right. And taking off the sticky label, mm-hmm. cleaning it, sanitizing it, and putting the herb mixture in it and giving away and this Herbs de Provence is delicious on everything. Like soup, soup mm-hmm. grilled food, sauces. You could just, you could put it in, you could put, use it in absolutely anything. It's just a wonderful spice mixture. And it's pretty to look at, Christy. I think that's nice too, to have a nice, yeah. put it in a nice jar with a yeah. little label Very nice. on it. Another thing I love to make is I love to make things out of calendula oil. I love the smell of calendula. So calendula is a flower, also known as pot marigold. And the calendula flower has been used internally and externally for hundreds of years to support the immune system, to treat skin ailments, to heal infections. And to make an oil, all you have to do is take a clean glass container and fill half of it with dry petals and pour your choice of oil over the calendula flowers and store it in a sunny warm window for a couple weeks to a month and shake it every now and then and by choice of oil you mean olive oil or Mm -hmm. or... i use olive oil because it's the cheapest and Uh i also think that also makes the calendula oil um you can put it on salad if you wanted to really you could you could you know you can make a salad dressing out of it Uh uh-huh what i love to make but you could also use 
um, avocado oil, jojoba oil, um, almond oil, mm-hmm. safflower, any kind of oil that okay. you want to use. Okay. But the olive oil is definitely your cheapest option. What I love to make most out of it is a body butter. Do you ever have a body butter at all? I might have had a body butter at some time. <laughs> I don't think you'll find a better body butter than my body butter. You won't my find body Betty butter. Betty has a better butter. Betty. Betty has a bitter Betty butter body butter. <laughs> you started it. Well, you know, a body butter is just a skin moisturizer that will contain shea butter, coconut oil, and some other oil, like calendula oil. And it doesn't have any water in it, so it's thicker. And you don't have to worry about preserving it as much as you would a lotion. So I'm just going to give you some for you to try. Oh, look at this nice tin you have it in. So this, mm, oh, it smells good, Christy. Okay. It soaks right in. Did you Did you know I used to be a hand model? <laughs> okay. I almost <laughs> believed you for a second. You've had a, oh, she, you were. Yeah, I was. I was for a, for a short while before I got wrinkles on my hands. I was. Like, what did you model? Well, you know, in a in a newspaper ad where somebody's pointing at something. Uh-huh. That would oh, be my hand. you do that really well. Yeah. Plus, I had really strong nails and I grew them out and, and stuff. And you have very long fingers. Now that I know, I've never noticed that about you before. So, anyway, yes, I was a hand model for a while. Oh, that feels great, Christy. It's not greasy. Oh, I also put a little bit of arrowroot in there to keep it from being too greasy. What is arrowroot exactly, by the way? Um, what it's is it? A, um, the root of the arrow? What I don't is know. It? Yeah, what it's something you it? use in cooking. It's like a starchy thing. A starchy thing. Okay, yeah. well, that makes sense. It's a starchy thing. Okay. Yeah. That's so informative. <laughs> the I have a new thing I made for my garden this year. Uh-huh. And that is a sage bundle for smoke cleansing. Oh, okay. I know about that. You, 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 you get rid of bad spirits and stuff. Yeah, it's a wellness practice of burning herbal material to cleanse bad energy from your home or your is it called space. is it called smudging? It's it's, it's similar to smudging. Uh, what is different about it is that smudging refers to a very specific healing and cultural practice of Native Americans. Oh, and it would. And so this is somewhat different because it doesn't involve the ritual practices. Um, and did you know that it was illegal for Native Americans to practice their religion until 1978 in the United States? Until 78? No, I didn't. Well, Illegal to practice their wow. religion in this country. Huh? Wow. Isn't that fascinating? That is fascinating. So yeah. um, smoke cleansing can look a lot like smudging, but it's just the simple act of burning herbs or wood or incense that possess a unique cleansing property, but it does not include the religious practices of Native Americans. Okay. Okay. Um, So there are ways that non-Native people can learn to cleanse their spaces that are culturally and ecologically sensitive. Mm -hmm. And these, I made these all from herbs from my yard. Um, it's important when you harvest herbs to leave the root so you don't want to pull up the whole plant so that Uh it grows back. You want to harvest your own sage or herbs sustainably. Um, It's important to contact brands to ask them to stop selling white sage because that is what the herb is used for in Native American practices. And so therefore, I don't use white sage. I use Russian sage for my garden. 
Oh, I didn't know there was such a thing as white sage. I do have Russian. I have Russian sage as well. And you can make that to make um, uh, uh, these, these sage sticks. So mine have Russian sage, lavender, thyme, oregano, rosemary, and mint. That sounds like an amazing incense stick is what that sounds like. I bet you that smells so good. Oh, and then you you wrap them with cord. Yeah, you wrap them. I wrapped them in colored jute that I bought. Oh, my God, they smell so good. The jute, um, I bought so much jute for $15 that I probably only used one-tenth of the jute I made for these 12 or so sticks. And how long, like, and you burn them, right? Yeah, you want how long do you think? Yeah, I think they could last quite a long time. You want to, you want to, you light them and then you blow out the flame and then you walk around your home, starting at the front door with the smoke and move around um, clockwise around the entire perimeter of your home. Uh-huh. Even if you go up or downstairs, you do the same thing uh-huh. and try to move the smoke um, into closets and basements and dark corners. And then you want to have a bowl of sand by. So you can get the fire get out. The, get the fire out and be safe. And then and then you can do it again, you know, however long. So they, I don't know. It's my oh, first wow. time making these, so. Well, they're beautiful and so interesting looking. We'll put a picture of them and put them on our Facebook page. Oh, good, good. Yes, do that. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. And so it cost me just pennies per stage sick. And talk about an original gift and so unique. It's really nice, Christy. How about you? Um, we're talking about gifts that we give, right? Yes. From the garden. You know, uh, okay. So I'm not a very crafty person. I don't know if you know that about me. I'm not good with the crafty business. Because you're a little bit Mother Jones and I'm a little bit Martha Stewart. You're a lot uh, Martha Stewart. (laughs) I wish I was a lot like Martha Stewart. So you know what I... (laughs) However, I have done a couple of things. Uh, and this, you know, there's been many, many years where I didn't really have a, have a lot of money for gifts. So one year I made up, it, it looked like a menu. I tried to make it really pretty. And I gave it to this person. And on the menu was, you know, like those food of the month clubs? Uh-huh. This was a soup of the month. And I told the person that every single month they would have a soup out of which stuff from my garden would be in. How amazing. And they were allowed to make two substitutions. <laughs> in case they went, I don't in like In case spinach. they're like, oh, I really like that chicken cauliflower the uh-huh. best. Then I would bring that back and make a substitution. But so you could either do it in the summer and fall. You can make it fresh. Or you could use vegetables that you froze or dried or did whatever. And you could make them for, for people. And people love home cooking and soups are huge mm-hmm. now have you seen all the soups people are selling i could eat soup breakfast lunch and dinner i love soup so much i'm probably dehydrated is probably the reason yeah i just love soup i do too and and and, and then i did the same thing with a um with a bread or sweet of the month and i let the person you know like i told them what i would plan to make that month for them and i gave them two substitutions because wow. i'm broad minded that's a big commitment it is a big, well, it's just one a month. But still, you have to remember that, like, oh, December, I yes. have to come back I ha- around. I have to come back, and I have to make this, and I have to give it to George. Yeah. But it's a, literally the gift that lasts all year. Wow, yeah. that is amazing. You like, that's a nice I do, gift, I love right? that, yeah. Yeah, thank you, yeah. It's not as good as these sticks, but. <laughs> the sage the, sticks? The, the sage, they're beautiful. But I tend to make things that you can eat. That's like kind of. 
my, my go-to. One year I made uh, pickled onions for people. Oh, that would be wonderful. It was awful. It was so horrible. <laughs> it was so, so awful because I didn't really look up a recipe and I, I didn't think it through about how much crying because I did it for my improv workshop people. Uh-huh. 13. I made 13 quarts. Can you imagine how much weeping I did that day? <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> and they looked at me funny like, oh, onions in a jar. Yum. <laughs> well, you know, I also have, I know a couple of first-time gardeners, so I'm going to send them my favorite seeds and make a really pretty packet out of it, you know? Uh-huh. Like, you can do it by hand. You can do it on the computer with all the little instructions. So those are my three things that I that I have. I to that's, offer. That sounds lovely. Anybody who would give me a packet of seeds, I just think that would be an amazing gift. I hope I hope they feel the same way. Yeah, I think so. I think they will. Yeah. Well, we'll come back and we're going to talk about gifts for the gardener. Do you have cooking fatigue? Whether you're an experienced home chef or you don't know your way around a kitchen, cooking for yourself or trying to feed a family, a good meal plan can make dinner as convenient as it is delicious. My kids moved home and I've been cooking three meals a day for eight months on top of my full-time job. I'm exhausted. With the holidays coming up, I don't know what to do. Let us help. We are La Galura. A new meal service plan with a cool Scandinavian-type name. That would be wonderful. I sure could use some help. And I love IKEA. How does it work? Step one, sign up for La Galura. It only takes 30 seconds. That sounds easy. Step two, find some recipes. Okay. Step three, make a list of ingredients. Got it. Step four, go to the grocery store. Oh. Step five, assemble and prepare the ingredients. What? Step six, cook the meal. That doesn't sound right. And enjoy. Hey, I just looked it up and Lagalura means cooking fool in Swedish. Sign up now and get our special dishwashing plan as a bonus. No, thank you. La Galura, the cool new meal delivery plan with the Scandinavian type name. Lagalura subscribers must be COVID-free, wear a mask, have a car, and the ability to go grocery shopping. Must have stove and basic kitchen tools and appliances. Must know how to cook. Well, it's interesting when we talk about gifts for the gardener, when you were just saying that you were going to give away seeds, because the first thing I have on my list is seeds. Oh, see how we think alike. Hey, Christy. Hmm. What do you get when Santa forgets to wear underpants? No, I'm very scared to ask this. It's a good one. Okay, what do you get when Santa forgets to wear underpants? St. Nicholas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Okay. I might, my, my, my. What is it called when you gird your loins? And I'm girding my loins around your jokes, Edith. I see you literally <laughs> tense up into a little ball. Next thing you're going to be in a fetal position on the what ground. What are you going to say? <laughs> okay, so you're giving seeds. That's the first on your list. Can I tell you then about a gift I got yesterday? Yeah. From my friends, um, Bob and Diane. 
listen to this. This is amazing. It is a nine inch by six wooden box. The cover is glass so you can see through it. It's from Monticello. Inside were six seed packets from Thomas Jefferson that he, <gasps> that Thomas Jefferson, the horticulturist, because he had a thousand foot square yep. garden and they're from his garden. That's impressive. And we just talked about heirloom seeds yep. a couple weeks ago yep. and how um, that's an example of an heirloom seed because they have stories around them and you can get seeds from Monticello or from George Washington even. And when you get them from Monticello, they help the upkeep of the place. Do you want to know some of the things that that that, that he grew there? That yeah, we let's hear it. Okay. Uh, for example, um, oh, you'll love this, a scarlet runner bean. I have uh, scarlet runner bean seeds from So Thomas you don't need Jefferson. mine now. I don't, but, you know, I'm not being snobby, but Thomas Jefferson. That's really, nice. You know, who doesn't love Hamilton the musical? So then a Cherokee purple tomato. Oh, nice. Yep. A cayenne pepper. How cool is that? That's and cool. Listen to this. He has in there a bullnose pepper, which was grown as early as 1681 by enslaved Africans in Panama. Huh? Stories. Stories. Huh. Exactly. Stories. Jefferson first planted the cayenne pepper in 1767, and they know that because he kept a garden notebook. So anyway, that was this incredible gift that I received yesterday, an early Christmas That's gift. That's amazing. Isn't that a great gift? That is great. Yeah. Garden notebooks, also a great gift to give a gardener. Oh, it is, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. I have one. Somebody gave one to me last year. Maybe it was a couple years ago. And you know how it is you get a gift in the winter that's supposed to be for later on in some other season. So you put it away someplace and uh -huh. you don't know what you did with it. Uh -huh. But then as we were cleaning a section of the house up, I found this journal. I can't remember who gave it to me. And if you're out there and you gave me a garden journal within the last three or so years, please let me know so I can thank you again because I have it now and I'm going to journal my garden this year. Good, because then you then you can keep everything, like how much rain you got, what grows well, what didn't grow yeah, well. Yeah, instead of just always flying by the seat of my pants, which is usually what yeah. I do. That is a great gift. That's a really good gift. A garden journal. Yeah. What else do you have? That's it. That's it? <laughs> That's all you want is okay, seeds I a, a Okay, wait, journal. I have another joke. Um, <laughs> why does Santa not go in the hospital? Why? Because he has elf care. Jeez. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I came with jokes. I don't have a lot of this gift stuff. You don't want? You know, I have a couple other things that I think that are nice. If you have a gardener in your life uh -huh. that you want to give them something that I think yeah. is nice. And, uh, well, one is a pair of garden gloves. Love, because you know what? Mine wear through in a year. They last for one season because I'm out there a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a wonderful And gift. you're losing them too. You mm -hmm. know, for some reason, I just have like a couple of right hand don't gloves. Buy green. Don't buy green ones, everybody. Not green. And You'll not lose them in the... Yeah. Something bright. Yes. Yeah. My friend Claire, two years ago, gave me this amazing pair of garden gloves, and it just made everything so easy. And then when I got a hole in them two years later, I felt really bad because I loved them to death. Oh, oh well. Yeah, gloves are a really great, yeah, easy, easy gift. Um, I also think during the holidays, it's great to give an amaryllis bulb. Mm-hmm. They, that you, you know, you're the flower person, Martha. So sure, yeah. <laughs> it's really nice to have something that's they are, blooming. They are. My mom always had one. They're beautiful. Last yeah. year, somebody gave me um, narcissus paper whites, and those were great to oh, have. I love those to things. grow. They were just so yeah. beautiful all year long. 
And um, if I can add something really awesomely cool that you could give the gardener in your life. Yeah. The coolest thing ever, Edith. What is it? It would be upside down tulips merchandise. Oh my goodness. What you're saying? What? Oh my gourd, do we have merchandise? We do. You can now get a wow. t-shirt, a hoodie. A onesie. We you have can get. Hoodie. We have all that, really. We have coffee cups, stickers, journals, iPhone covers. Oh, for heaven's sakes! That's fantastic. All you need to do is go to our website. Wow, Christy, that's fantastic. We are. I feel like we're edging towards the bigger time, not the big time. Yeah, the bigger time, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I know next week, we'll, we'll be, maybe our coffee cups will be here and we could be drinking out of our Upside Down Tulips coffee cups. Oh, that, oh, man, I love coffee cups. That's a great gift. I love coffee cups. Yeah. Okay, well, that's really, really exciting. That in and of itself is a gift. I feel like that's a gift that you you did all this work. You did it. You gave it to me. That's what I feel like. Merch. Merch. All right. Plus, it's, we, we say merch, everybody. See how your head tilts. You can't help it. Merch. 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 We got merch. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like the shortening of everything, you know. Yeah. Everything has to be short now. Nothing's adorable. It's adorbs. Yeah. Oh, that's such a bad We don't word. have merchandise. We have merch. Why don't we have dyes? Why do we have to go with the beginning? We have dyes. <laughs> <laughs> Because it could also be aggrandized. People would be confused. You can't have an aggrandized, can you? Yes. Can you? No. No, no. you can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Christy, what kind of motorbike does Santa ride? Oh, my God. <laughs> girding. Loins. Girding. Girding. She's in a fetal position. She really, she's sucking her thumb. What kind of motorbike does Santa ride? Um, an elfsicle. A Holly Davidson. (laughs) Good one. I just want everyone to get in the mood. This has been a tough year. The holidays are going to be different. Yeah. I'm going to be able to visit. You know, I'm not, I'm not even going to see my kids. So I came armed with lots of jokes. I'm glad you did. Did you decorate? No. My Halloween decorations are still up, which is just a skull that has been ripped apart from. I noticed the- that when I was at your house. I was. I tell you this: is I decorated the house for Christmas, and then I also had plans. I'm going to decorate our pod studio. I'm a curmudgeon, as you probably have guessed by now. I'm kind yes. of a curmudgeon, so no, I don't do any of that. I'm going to decorate because I feel like that's one thing I can do. Mm-hmm. Same reason why I wanted us to dress up for Halloween. And and I did it, didn't I? You did, I and did. you had fun. Mm-hmm. I, we had we had we had a hoot. It was a hoot. <laughs> so next week, it's going to be. I'm going to decorate. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Very good. Okay, Edith. Yes. Before I do the next part of the podcast, yes. which is where we have mailbag. Yeah. Wing wing. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other jokes you need to get in? May I do one more? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Christy. Edith. <laughs> what do you call a kid who doesn't believe in Santa? What? A rebel without a clause. Oh. <laughs> it was so worth it. <laughs> so worth it, right? Uh, nice. <laughs> and now, if Edith's okay with I'm this. I'm okay. I've, I've, I've used all my jokes. I'm, I'm okay. We're going to go to the part that we like to call 
mailbag. Ring, ring. This is from Marsha from Cove, Oregon. Oh, okay. She starts by saying, hey. Hey. It's a good opening. I binge listened to you ladies from Cove, Oregon to Seattle yesterday. The best thing is that you crack each other up. Oh, which I love that. I do too. I do too. Because that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast was because we would sit in my backyard and crack each other up. That's why I brought all those jokes too. I didn't tell Christy I was bringing them all. Yeah, they were great. They're great. Yeah. Um, So she says, carrot tip. Mix carrot seeds with about a cup of sand, then distribute. Almost no thinning needed. Oh, that's genius. And that goes all the way back to our first episode, which is our top 10 favorite gardening mistakes. So she really binged us. Wow. She really did. Thank you, Marcia. I I feel like we have a lot in common with people in Oregon anyway. It's really yeah. nice to hear from someone in Oregon. Yeah, 20, ep- 20 episodes later. I'm going to do that with my, because my carrots are very thick together. Yeah, me too. It's a really, really great tip. And she says, I have a Thanksgiving oops. Uh-oh. Like, like ooh. Yeah, like our Thanksgiving show. Oops are so funny. Go ahead. What did she say? I was just married very young. I volunteered to make a cheesecake for Thanksgiving at my mom's. The day before, early in the morning, I started it. By the afternoon when it cooled, I couldn't stand it any longer, so I tried a piece. It was so delicious. I had another, thinking I could just slice it all and arrange the slices out like a fan, and no one will notice. Ooh, good thinking. But then I ate another. Uh Uh-oh. And another. (laughs) Pretty soon, I'd eaten half the cheesecake. (laughs) So I ate the rest and made another before my husband got home. He was so proud of my cheesecake and couldn't understand why I was sick to my stomach and couldn't eat any. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's a, thank you so much, Marcia. What a great story. Reminds me of what the, I used to make brownies, but then I would love to eat the brownie batter so much that I'd have the brownies would be like a quarter of an inch high. (laughs) Oh, you know, I've never made a cheesecake. I bet that's amazing batter too. Oh yeah, it is. And cheesecakes are a lot easier than people think they are to make. They look so hard, but you just need to have patience and time. You need, it really needs to cool down. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a great Thanksgiving. Oops. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then finally she says, I garden in eastern Oregon, raising about a half an acre of food with a large orchard. We can all our own food for year-round use. Thanks for making my drive to Seattle so fun. Oh, what a nice letter. Wasn't that nice? That was really nice. Thank you. And you know, I looked up to see how far away Cove, Oregon is to Seattle. Yeah. It's over five hours. Wow. So she listened to us. Wow. Wow. I the whole she, time. That's a lot of Christine Edith. It is. <laughs> it, it is. But can can there be too much? I don't think so. I think it's just the right amount. <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah. We're being binged. We're being binged. <laughs> Thanks so much for your letter, Marsha. And if you folks want to send us your favorite gardening stories, we'd love it. We want to hear about your successes, your flops, your favorite gifts from the garden. What do you want for Christmas? Do you have any gardening questions? We love hearing from you. Just write to us at UpsideDownTulips at Gmail or at our website at UpsideDownTulips.com. And now for our inspiration for this winter week. I thought this quote was great because we're talking about gifts. Okay. And it's from Hannah Rion, an artist and a writer. The greatest gift of a garden 
is the restoration of the five senses. Oh, yeah. That is nice. Yeah, that's so true. Leave it to an artist. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. We are Edith Weiss and Christy Montour Larson. And if you enjoy Upside Down Tulips, please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Tunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Please do that. And thank you to our friend and talented actor, Abner Genesee. Special thanks to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the special Upside Down Tulips holiday theme song. If you want to hear more of Denise's music, go to denisegentilini.com or you can find that link on our website. Don't forget, if you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. Upside Down